HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. All right, welcome back to the Good Food Mercantile here in San Francisco. I am David Tadashore, lead engineer at the Heritage Radio Network, here with Katie Mosman-Wadler, our executive director. Hi, Katie. Hi, David. How's it going? It's going great, and it's about to be going even better because we have some very exciting things to sip on at the table here. That's right. We have... Um, I'm sorry, I already forgot it. Sivan Sivan Cotel. I'm so sorry. Sivan Cotel of uh, Stonecutter Spirits and Eric Sorkin of Runamuck Maple are here in the studio with us. How are you guys doing? (laughs) Two Vermont companies representing Vermont. Hell yeah. Great to be here, David. The Vermont panel. Uh Representing Vermont. (laughs) That's right. It's the Vermont scene here in general right now. Have you been noticing that? There is some strong reppin' from Vermont over here in San Francisco at the Good Food Awards this week, and it makes me feel so happy and proud. Um, I'm very happy for you. My co-co-host this segment is Sarah Rosenband, who uh, was our volunteer. She was assigned to us this morning to help out uh, with our broadcast of the Good Food Mercantile. And it turns out that we both went to Middlebury College, and so we feel already a very strong kinship through that. And so we really were excited about having a Vermont producer segment. So thank you guys both for coming on and joining us today. And thank you, Sarah, for being our most awesome volunteer from Middlebury. You're so welcome. This Thank you guys would, for having us. This is where you. I would normally hit the applause button, but, you know, we do what we can here. You didn't bring the applause button? <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, so um, I'll start off with you, Sivan. You are a spirits producer in Middlebury, Vermont. Tell us a little bit about what you brought to the Good Food Awards today. Yeah, so we came out here with our gin, single barrel gin, and our whiskey, Heritage Cask Whiskey. Both of them are Stonecutter Spirits in Middlebury, Vermont. It's been really fun to come out to things like this because we've been involved in good food for a couple of years already. We go to the Good Food Mercantile in New York every year. And this is our first chance to come out to the West Coast and actually be here. We came out for the Good Food Awards last night because we were a finalist in the awards. We get to be here for the Mercantile today. So it's been a really great chance to explore the West Coast half of this awesome movement. Awesome. And congrats on your finalist position. Thank you. And Eric, uh, what have you brought with you today? Uh, we, we brought out a, our line of barrel-aged, smoked, and infused maple syrup. We're from Vermont, and so there's <laughs> one thing you do in Vermont, and you, you make maple syrup. I mean, that's pretty much it. And if you'd seen us this morning, actually, I, we joked that 
Californians' image of what Vermonters do when they come here is bring a lot of maple syrup and like drown everything in it, and that's actually what we ended up doing this morning. <laughs> so we're, we're all about that. But yeah, there's yeah. a great link. So this is our this is our first time doing the good, you know, participating at the Mercantile. Uh, we just launched with this line about six months ago, and uh, we're psyched to be here. It's a great scene. I mean, it's a real personal connection we've been making with everyone, and it's, it's great. It's really really nice. So. And what does it mean to both of you to be a good foods producer? And how are your products meeting the standards of the Good Food Awards? Uh, yeah, I can start with that, Savannah. If you want to think of your answer, well, you know, um, we're we're really obsessive about quality. Uh, we're all organic. We, you know, we have a. a, a you know, a corporate mission, you know, a sense of corporate responsibility, ethical responsibility, and environmental consciousness. And we manage 1,300 acres of land as part of making our maple syrup. So it re- we have, you know, it, it comes into play day to day for us. Um, for when we started with Runamuck, with our retail facing brand, uh, it was just incredibly important for us to put our best foot forward and to make the best product we could. So we use the high, you know, the highest quality ingredients from start to finish. We, you know, we use our best syrup. We were obsessive with quality and with um, responsible sourcing of all our, of our products. And we just want to have truth in what we're selling. I mean, I'm not a born salesperson. For me to sell something, I have to really believe what I, in the story I'm telling. So we just weren't, you know, it was just, it's kind of a no-brainer for us. But, you know, when I think good food, for, for me, that's what I'm thinking about. And, you know, my wife, who's my partner in this, is a, is a chef. And, you know, we, we just wanted to put, uh, put together the best products we could. So that's really it. And you've already made it onto Oprah's favorite things list in your very early days. That's quite an accomplishment. We did. We've done great. I mean, we, you know, it's funny. Uh, we've shared some of the limelight with, with Stonecutter. We were both in food and wine and on uh, good, um, good hunting or yeah. um, cool hunting. Cool hunting, ex- yeah. Excuse me. And, you know, we, we had, uh, I knew that was wrong for some reason, but we were at uh, Sever. We just were in the New York Times a couple of weeks ago, and, you know, we, we've got some great, great press. I mean, it's, it's been borderline overwhelming for us trying to keep up with everything that's happening. And it's funny to think of, you know, it's, it's maple syrup, you know, but, uh, but we're doing some really unique things with unique packaging, and it's, uh, people are really responding to it, which has been really, really rewarding, so... I think some of the press that both Runamuck and Stonecutter have received have been real strong testaments to Vermont's scene in general, which is pretty indicative of what all of good food is about. And I think a lot about spirits. For us, you know, we only make gin and whiskey. Even our gin is aged. Whiskey's always aged for the most part. And, and you think about that, the crux of spirits is patience. And that's actually true of probably pretty much every category and producer you would see here where it's about thinking about doing things right, not trying to rush some gross mass-marketed thing with extra flavors to cover up the fact that it's otherwise gross. It's just about doing things properly and really trying to make a difference and make something you'd be proud of. Yeah, that's awesome. Savannah, that was great. It was good you took time to answer that. That was fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) A thoughtful response. (laughs) Um, And... Were you two familiar before this Good Food Awards? Oh, yeah. How we did we you had meet? Eric over at Stonecutter two weeks ago. Cool. And yeah. Very nice. 
Um, and you are um, on Exchange Street in Middlebury. Yeah, it's uh, been a great hub. You know, Vermont in general, especially in booze, but much more than booze, um, has all these little pockets of fantastic industries and communities. And sometimes it's the same industry represented all across the state, but sometimes it's pockets with multiple complementary different industries. Mm-hmm. So in Middlebury, we've got a ton of great booze, and that's more than just spirits. It's spirits and it's beer and it's wine and it's cider but we also have good coffee and we have good cheese so there's all these little parts where it's a a strong network of folks that talk to each other and communicate you get to share ideas and also just share inspiration yeah i can speak to that because stonecutter opened my senior year when i was at middlebury and something about you guys coming into that little corner of exchange street where you were next to another distillery and Otter Creek Brewing, as well as Woodchuck Cider. It was just like suddenly we had a pub crawl in yeah. like an 8,000-person town. Um, so, and your tasting room, if you want to speak about that in a little bit, is just kind of like really hip and this like new-agey, rustic idea. So it made all the seniors happy once I turned 21. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Vermont's a really unique place right now. It's probably, the, in my, my opinion, it's the most exciting place in the country for food at the moment. I mean, it's a rural state. And if you think about what's going on in our state on a per capita basis, it's just absolutely remarkable. I mean, it's, it's now driving a lot of, uh, a, a lot of new crafters and, and young people to move to our state specifically for the food movement. And that is really starting a very positive feedback loop where it's bringing in even more and more people. So it's been there for 20 years, but in the last 10 years and then five years, it's really accelerating. I mean, it's insane what you can get in our small town. I mean, my wife's a food and farming writer, and she wrote a story on that. You can pick any town in the state, no matter how small it is, and you can find just amazing stuff. Cheese, beer, coffee, spirits, maple, you know, it just goes on and on. It's awesome. It's a great place to be. So I think we got to get to the fun part. We have to pour you some spirits. We have to pour you <laughs> yeah. some maple syrup. We even have stuff that goes well together. Eric's group with Run Amok the next couple of days at Fancy Food is doing a cocktail with Stonecutter Heritage Cask Whiskey. So there's a lot of fun stuff you can do, oh, well, a lot yeah. of crossover. This was serendipitous. Fine, yeah. twist my arm. <laughs> I planned this. Yeah, right. um, can you talk about the bottle that you just opened? Yeah, wow, so that is first we're opening for you, Stonecutter Spirits Single Barrel Gin. Oh, yeah. Oh, excellent. Yeah. You've done and this before. I'm going to pour you a little taste. So this is lightly barrel-aged, super smooth, totally one that you can sip it's great in cocktails but also fantastic by itself and that's the part that's really special I think when you start looking at spirits and think about how to make them the best version of what they could be right we take aging as a technique that's part of our gin it's not a gimmick it's not about changing the color just so it looks different or anything like that it's about how to make something really special And so you get from the aging some vanillas, some caramels that come from the bourbon barrels that we age this in. We treat those like they're part of the recipe. We take a really holistic approach to thinking about how the juniper, the cardamom, the orange peel that are in our distillation will work well with those flavors that you get from the aging and how everything will come together and really be married as one. And the gin is your original, correct? Your kind of first line. Yeah, this is the first thing we came out with. It's distilled in Vermont. It's aged in Vermont. It's bottled in Vermont. We released it uh, last summer, so summer 2015. 
It's won some really nice recognition out here in San Francisco. It won a double gold in best in category in the 2016 San Francisco Spirits competition. Uh, that, this is also what was the finalist this year in Good Food. So it's been really nice for a small company from the middle of nowhere, Vermont, to be able to get out there and really you know, hold its own against all the big boys everywhere. This is so delicious. Yeah. It, Thank you. I, usually, I've had a bunch of aged gins, and um, I've never had one that just so rounded out what gin already should be in my head. This is so smooth, and there is, like, that nice warm vanilla, but the botanicals are seem to be really enhanced by the barrel aging rather than mm. uh, kind of squashed like Thank some you. others that I've tasted. I could really sip on this for a long time. It's so beautiful. Thank you. I think my business partner, Sass, back in Vermont right now, gets a lot of credit for having a fantastic palate and really encouraging both of us as we thought through this and worked through our recipe to treat it in a holistic manner where it's not about being the best aged gin as aged gin is a new category. It's Mm -hmm. just about being a fantastic gin. What does it mean to be gin? What does it mean to make gin better? And think about new ideas, new approaches. Can we find this in New York City? Uh, you can find it online in New York from stonecutterspirits.com. Mm-hmm. We've just begun to expand into New York, so it may soon be available in some retail stores in New York. Uh, excellent. And we're getting ready for what we hope will be an expansion with proper distribution into California, hopefully the mid-Atlantic, Washington, D.C. area as well. Nice. And uh, what's the other bottle here? The other baby we have is Stonecutter Spirits Heritage Cask Whiskey. Thank you. Love the name. I would, just like to point out, I would just like to point out real quick that you guys are the first to bring us uh, samples of your, of your product. So thank you very much for that. Thank you guys for having us. <laughs> this, this makes for much better radio, in my opinion. It's Vermont hospitality. Yeah, that's right it. there. I mean, this is why we wanted to have the Vermont panel. <laughs> So this is whiskey that's distilled like a bourbon, but we age it differently. So it gets that really nice sweet and spicy balance you want for a good American whiskey. And then it's finished in Cabernet barrels. Really? So you get a whole extra level from those cab barrels. They really round out the edges, build up the depth. You get those plush, berry, wine finishing notes that really complement the grain. Yeah. (laughs) What are your tasting notes, David? (laughs) Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's not a tasting note. Alcohol? No. Uh, yeah, no, I, I'm definitely getting that, uh, that that sense of the Cabernet barrels. Mm-hmm. I mean, wow, that is like, that's, that's definitely adding another dimension to the flavor. Both sure. of these are very fun because they're smooth enough that you could have them on their own, but they're complex enough that you can play with them and you can make any sort of cocktail you want. It could be fancy, it could be simple, it doesn't have to be pretentious, it can just be thinking about what are you experiencing, and what does it make you curious about trying with it? Yeah. Great. Wow. Well, I'm curious about trying some Runamuck Maple products with it. <laughs> what do we have I here? can help you with that. Well, I brought up a few. We, we have a full line. Our full line is actually 10 products. But um, wow. I know you said you haven't been trying other people's products today, but that might have been too much. Uh, I didn't bring any insulin with me. <laughs> there's really only so much sugar you can have. So uh, I, one of the more unique ones we do is uh, McCrut lime leaf. So we take our maple syrup and we infuse it with lime leaves, which is... Uh, a really strange sounding item, and it's definitely unusual, but it's magical. Uh, it's floral, it's bright, it's light. 
Uh, I often liken it to chocolate in that it's kind of very unexpected what you get when you mix those things together. Uh, really good uh, in just something like a yogurt or uh, over like a mango ice cream, something like that. I was going to ask, because obviously when you think of maple syrup, well... When most people think of maple syrup, they think pancakes. I guess as someone who spent time in Vermont, I know you can do anything with it. But do you guys often, like, is that part of your business to kind of promote things that you can, since the flavors are so intense? Most definitely. I mean, maple syrup is precious. It's unique. I mean, it's, it's unique in so many ways. It's one of the few foods that's actually wild harvested when you think about it. And you've got fish and Brazil nuts and truffles and maple syrup. Totally. But it, it's special. And it's expensive to make, and it's expensive to buy. And one of the things that you know we felt very strongly about was that pe- people were really missing a lot with packaging, presentation, and use. So, you, you know, we're, you know, we think of ourselves as innovators and creators, and we're just showing the world that um, there is so much more you can do with maple syrup, from cocktails to kids' drinks to uh, savory dishes to sweets and. Um, and, and that's really working really well for us. So, so you, you, you tried the limes. You have to tell me what you think. I am not a, I don't have a sweet tooth. I really don't really go for desserts very often. But I can't stop eating this, and I want to eat pancakes drowned in this. It is so good. That's excellent. That's yeah. excellent. Cool. I, can, cool. I can definitely see myself drizzling this over yogurt. That sounds like right a perfect pairing. Well, oh, my God. How much appetite do you have? I don't, and, Or how much time do you have? Do you want to try two, three? Unlimited. Unlimited. <laughs> <laughs> it's, right it's right we work in food no, let's radio. Let's We got booze and uh, syrup. <laughs> I mean, that sounds great it's to me. Weird. It's never good ending. to go. We can lock down. They will never find us up here. So I think we are ready to somewhat limited on cups. Does anyone feel like sharing? Yes, yeah, I'm happy to share. We can share. Okay, well, let me. So this one is cardamom infused, and uh, if you're familiar with cardamom, that's really a different flavor. We, you know, with all of these, we were like I said, we were obsessive about quality, and they took anywhere from six months to a year to develop. And the cardamom, we worked through probably a dozen different kinds of cardamom, and you know countless different ways of prep preparing it from you know hauling it to dehauling it the green and the black and decorticated and i can't even remember and different <laughs> brands and you know there was a period of time where i'd come in every morning and there were you know maybe a hundred different samples to have so the cardamom is great for mixed drinks um or at least that's one of the ways we suggest using it it's really good in icings and desserts another one that's good for yogurt actually um, it's actually really good in like a soda stream, just with seltzer. Oh, yeah. It's actually uh, surprising. But we think of ourselves as a laboratory. We do this all the time. And we bring out all our stuff, and we bring it to a chef or a buyer somewhere. And before we're done, the table is just littered with food. And we've tried everything with everything. And that's just it's awesome. I mean, it's a really, really fun way to, to play with stuff. It's so Good. So we've kind of jumped the gun a little bit here, but uh, for a lot of different fluids that we taste, such as wine and olive oil, there are techniques for um, really like what you do with your mouth when you're tasting maple syrup. How do you taste maple syrup like correctly? That's such an excellent question. I don't know the answer to that, but I love (laughs) that you asked it uh, because I was standing next to the olive oil folks today Uh and they were, they were brilliant. And, uh, you know, they've gotten to that point where, they, you know, they've got a whole method for tasting it, and, and we're not 
we're not there yet. We smell everything, and then we taste mm-hmm. it and let it sit on our tongue a little bit. But um, I'll come back to you, <laughs> and you can tell me the right way to taste it. I, mean, but I think that's great. We need someone who's dedicated to the task of tasting maple syrup and coming up with the right way of doing it. I think it, you so. found her. I will bravely volunteer. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Um, are you up um, for some? Uh, so this, we, yeah. I brought the rye whiskey barrel aged. Yeah. Okay. So I, I'm, I'm not going to say no. Just to, <laughs> awesome. if you're willing That's to pour, great. I'm ready to taste. So uh, Stonecutter's new. They don't have barrels right now that they've emptied and are willing to give up. So we're partnered with a different local distiller, and we take their freshly emptied rye whiskey barrels, and then we age our syrup in it for you know, for anywhere from six months to twelve months. And uh, it picks up the great nuances of it without any of the alcohol. This one is particularly good on, like, ice creams, um, but also just on waffles. You know, I mean, as much as I want to, you, you, yeah. you know, uh, Take us expand away the, this yeah. to, to new directions, like, <laughs> Take you put us out this of the on waffles, and, and it's mm-hmm. just, you know what? We make uh, an ice cream sundae we call Tears of Joy. You put this on butter pecan ice cream <laughs> with sliced bananas and uh, and whipped cream, and it really makes you cry. It's so good. I think I, I see those running down Katie's face right now. <laughs> <laughs> now you're talking. Radio, and I was just downstairs before, and I realized that whenever I react to food, it's always this like visceral, physical. <laughs> like when I just tasted that, I just did like a little fun shudder. Like mm-hmm. yes, that's great. So you've got like a, a an eating persona meant for TV, not radio. Is that is I, that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> we need the I visual. guess if you're gonna put me on screen I'll take it but this is just really delicious yeah it is all right and the the last one I brought is our pecan wood smoked Mm. and uh, this is we have a really different take on this and for all of them like I said it took us a while to get there but this one was incredibly difficult to get the just the right balance of smoke and sweet that we wanted but then to do it you know consistently over and over and then to scale it was just insanely difficult we um our place looked like uh something walter white might have set up <laughs> while we were after this product so um so just but i just took a whiff from yes, like three inches first. away from the sample and already uh it smells you. a little bit like my jacket after the renaissance forge the other night it's like <laughs> it's like campfire and yeah a little like Bacony. It's amazing. It, it blooms in your mouth when you drink it or when you taste it. You get the syrup first, and then it mm-hmm. just continues to open up. It, this one is really one of the more versatile ones we make. I mean, it's great in cocktails. That's what we're featuring with Stonecutter. Mm-hmm. But it's good in like a maple balsamic vinaigrette mm. on a beef salad, yeah. or in something really simple like uh, just uh, baked beans. Or have you put this on bacon yet? Oh yeah. I was going to say, yeah. I'm a bacon roaster. There's nothing wrong with that. You know? Yeah. And well, then, if you ever want to roast bacon with this, I highly recommend. Right, and, you know, and fried chicken and waffles with smoked maple syrup. Oh, wow. Oh, I mean, this, that makes you want to cry, right? <laughs> 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 um, I mean, so no one's brought food up? How does this work this if people don't like, bring food? I don't understand. That's a good question. Um, We're new to this. So. so I have a practical question about the pecan wood smoked. How, like, just practically, how do you smoke maple syrup? It's a liquid. Uh, I, I, I mean no smart assness about this, but <laughs> it's proprietary. Uh, oh, okay. Actually, it, it was like some of these seem really simple. This one didn't start out simple, and it turned out more complicated than we thought. And yeah. it was really, really challenging to do it. But but we're actually smoking the syrup, so we're we are infusing the syrup with the smoke, 
and doing that without messing things up and making it accurate like creosote um, <laughs> was really hard as it turned out. So and getting the right balance. And anyway, it was all of these were a labor of love, but they were all quite a, quite a lot of work. And you know, we yeah. had a lot of people you know participating in it. So it was good. Well, I think you are absolutely starting to get that recognition that you totally deserve. These are really life-changing maple syrups. Life-changing. <laughs> That's my new tagline. <laughs> hey, before, before we let you go, could I ask you a question? Are you, are you guys running into any challenges with uh, climate change having an impact on, on sugar maples? Like, has that been yeah, a concern absolutely. of yours? I mean, that... Uh, that's a considerable concern to anyone in natural who's involved with natural resources. But with sugar maples and, and what we do in particular, there's modeling that has us out of business in the not too distant future, like yeah. in, a, in a generation or two. So absolutely. Yeah. And all the more reason for us to be as people who are so intricate, intimately dependent on climate, you know, non-volatility, Right. Um, you know, we just have to be careful how we're treating the woods. And, um, you know, that's really important to us. Yeah. And that's you know. definitely the, the feeling at the Good Food Awards this weekend is such a strong feeling of unity. Um, so it's really a, a joy to be a part of. And uh, I want to say thank you, Eric, for being part of that with us today and for these really, really delicious products. Cool. Well, thanks, Katie. I really appreciate it. it, was, it was, I love sampling them. So that was great. <laughs> thanks for having <laughs> so me on your fun. show. Thank you. Um, and uh, Sivan had to step away. Um, but thank you also, Sivan from Stonecutter Spirits. Um, I'm going to give you both of their websites so that you can go on and order these products. Um, I have been testing the pairings on the side here. <laughs> There's a lot of exciting things that you can do with the two products together. So check out runamockmaple.com, R-U-N-A-M-O-K-M-A-P-L-E.com. And then we have um, stonecutterspirits.com, uh, both from Vermont totally our people. Thank you so much again for being with us today. Thanks again. It was my pleasure.